Welcome to my gorgeous son! COVID week one for me. Day two. Day two! I keep resetting. I gotta have my fun. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast slash live stream where we celebrate the feat, strength, and charisma of my beautiful boy Andy Bush, who is sitting across from me, but oh so far away as we speak, as well as dig into the exploits of various guests and the quirks and foibles of our intern Everardo. I'm trying to sum up the entire experience for anyone who might be new, and I think I bogged the whole thing down with too much information. No, you didn't. You did a great job. Boil it down to clean brass tacks. (laughs) There's three guys. And talk about what's really important. Andy, my boy! Hi, Dad. How's it going? I'm The subject, the titular. The titular son. And emphasis on tit. How is the single large tit growing from your witch's back, Andy? Has your familiar sucked it dry yet? Can, can I just say that it doesn't quite work on Twitch, given that people can see me and I, they know that I don't have these uh, fucking ratatouille uh, rat on my head. They you Listen, know? Andy, I've That's thought through this. I've thought through this. Okay. They can only see you from the chest up. So the All chest right. down is my domain. That's okay. Where the, that's where the creativity lives. I'll go go for it, Dad. Have I am your the lower half of me is your canvas. Go whatever you want. For anyone who's never wa- uh, watched this live stream, and that makes all but twelve fervent followers, I believe, <laughs> or uh, anyone who hasn't listened to us, Andy, how would you summarize the My Gorgeous Son experience? What the hell do we do every week? My Gorgeous Son. Uh, well, it's st- I can tell you how it started off, which was sure. my life. Uh, fell apart in Los Angeles, California. So I came home to live in your basement slash boiler room. Um, And you tried to help me out by bringing different guests on the show and giving me advice on what I needed to do with my life. But that's sort of evolved into not that, where now you just um, uh, roast me constantly. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I am now at the bottom of the pecking order. It used to be, what was nice was it used to be sort of you, then me, and then there was Everardo the intern that I could shit on, but somehow he's fucking risen above me. And now both of you guys just (laughs) shit on me. Fuck you, Everardo. So it's not... I don't like it. That's a good summary, Andy. They say that sometimes a sitcom needs to find its legs in the second season. You think that, uh, you know, Bender's a depressed suicidal, but it turns out he's just a mischievous robot. Yeah. I watched the pilot of Futurama today. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was really shocked by who Bender used to be. Did he used to be suicidal? That's the first scene you see Bender in. He uh, is upset that he uh, has been only programmed to bend. And so he meets (laughs) Fry in a futuristic suicide booth. Oh, Oh, yeah, I forgot. I I did. Isn't that weird, though, how like how different the characters are? Yeah. And so many pilots Mm -hmm. and how they just switch up like the pilot for um, Seinfeld is all fucked up. I've actually seen the pilot and it's just Jerry and George and Elaine and Kramer are two other facets of George's personality. (laughs) It's like that yeah. Shyamalan movie Split. And yeah, Jerry's right. just, Jerry keeps saying to George, could I talk to Kramer now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Those are the days. Those are the days. I like Seinfeld. Seinfeld's great. And Futurama's wonderful as well, right? It's good. I've been, I've been watching a lot of television. Futurama. I've been watching, yeah. I finished up Westworld. Oh, you did? Yeah. Now, I've only ever seen the Michael Crichton written and directed film yeah. from the 80s. <laughs> Which is basically just Terminator, by the way. 
It's, it's just like fucking Terminator. Boring Terminator. It's boring Terminator. Yeah. I mean, oh, the last I, like 25 minutes are boring Terminator. Up until then, it's just like two guys fucking and sucking their way through Robot West. <laughs> the robotic yeah. old West. You're right. That basically is what it is. You could do whatever you want. You can fuck, or you can fuck, or you can even yeah. fuck if you want. And, and that's if you want, you can suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's so yeah. fun. And then, yeah, and then this bald uh, ang- uh, guy in all black start just starts to chase Yeah, one what's of his them. name? That Western Yuri, actor. Yuri, Yuri Brenner? No. Yule Brenner. Yule Brenner. Yuri Brenner. I like that. That <laughs> makes him Brenner. sound like a cosmonaut to me. Can I, can I just quickly say, Everardo, why are you dressed like you're going to play at, like, uh, I don't know, a concert? I was going to say. Andy right. really tried to zero in on a reference. I really, I don't, I don't know anything about music. So I was like, oh, what? What is that? Coachella? That's not good enough. Anyway. Yeah. You, you know what, Andy? What? Before, Everardo, before you answer that, that's my favorite way to reference something but my second favorite is when someone doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about but they say they they make a reference that's way too specific where they're like what is this 1987 and you're like 1987 where'd you pick that number <laughs> but don't they you think, that they think that if you pick yeah. any number it makes it funnier yeah but a lot of people will just give you give it to you They'll give yeah. you, they'll, you know, yeah. they'll be like, yeah, okay, he, he, it's specific. He probably knows what 97, yeah. what he means. Yeah, if you want to create a fan base of morons, then that's what will work for you. And that's the bottom line, because Rolly Bush said so. Okay. As a dumb Jesus. guy, I do think this is a good technique. I recognize it as if someone's talking about something, you just say something specific and you hope that they don't know and don't question. Everardo, can I say something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your haircut's looking good as always. Your shirt is matching your vibe. <laughs> You're really like communicating a fully put together vibe to me. And I'm into oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I do have this. I, I am taking up music. Yeah, we haven't mentioned this. What, what, you have a guitar now. What's what's the deal? Two I have them. been watching uh, Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, which is a new kind of Bachelor where it's all, all, all the bad things about The Bachelor, but now the contestants are also insufferable musicians. Whoa. And it's amazing. That's real? It's a real new show, Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. And it's kind of inspired me to pick up music. Um, And so I've been playing music and I've been joining the Nova Scotia Kitchen Party (gasps) Facebook group. I love that. Uh, If we're not familiar with that, that's a very popular Facebook group where it's, it's mostly families and old people from Nova Scotia playing guitar. And uh, so I've been joining it. I've been trying to get in on it, but I actually got kicked out of the group. So why'd you get kicked out? I uh, I told an eight year old girl that her voice was flat. Yeah, that's too that'll many people do it. were commenting her, and I thought she was getting. Uh, I thought it was actually doing a disservice to her, right? Because she was sounded god awful, honestly. And the and the father and mother are enabling this poor girl because she is terrible and she shouldn't sing at all. Right. And she was singing Amazing Grace and everyone was saying, beautiful job. I told her, I said it like it is. I said, your voice is flat and you'll never be a star. Can I, can I, can I tell you a, a, a maybe a more concise burn that you could have used on her? Not so Amazing Grace. That burn is especially effective if, if her name is Grace. Yeah, so I've been taking up music. Okay, so we're just going to get into it? I think Everardo has, has learned the one lesson you need to learn for this podcast, which is don't wait to be asked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just fucking do it. All right. 
don't know if you can hear that, but it's under the bridge. Wait. Ev? He's doing scales. You're just showing fucking... I have a burn for Ev. Please burn him. Not so amazing under the bridge. <laughs> you know, I've been playing for about two days now, so... Can you even play a chord? It just kind of hurts my fingers. That's a bar chord. What? Just... Okay. Those are hard to do. Isn't barcode uh, chord... Ooh, barcode. <laughs> <laughs> let's rip on that. <laughs> like, let's do some Zoom improv, hey? Oh, my Those God. I popular. said... I said barcode instead of barcord, and I'm ready to ride now. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> do you know what I miss? Walking around outside, and have you guys ever seen a guy with a barcode tattoo on the back of his neck? Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty that's cool. Like, that's like Hitman, the, the video game Hitman. <laughs> oh, he has that? Yeah, he has that. That's a, that's a big thing where they're like, they like can scan him, and they're like... <laughs> so stupid because i'm like yeah. if you're a fucking hitman aren't you supposed to like blend in you're a bald guy with a goddamn barcode on your head and if you scan it it basically says that like, you're a hitman like oh, hitman, man. It's a video does this scene ever happen because this would be awesome what? just a just a, a grocery store teller not even paying attention to what they're doing just blindly scanning cans you know mm -hmm. milk whatever and then they scan something and you see on the screen that it says a hitman and then they look down at what they've scanned and it's a full grown man and he smiles and shoots them. He would have to be, be essentially sick. since it's on the back of his head, it would have to be, they look down and they yeah. would see him face down. He would, yeah. have to, he would have to like turn around and go. <laughs> yeah. It would be like the opening scene of The Simpsons when Maggie Simpson gets scanned. Yeah. It would be a full grown 200 pound man. In, a, in, like a, in like a three piece suit, perfect with a red tie. He's yeah. so slick and it's like, you look, so conspicuous, man. You oh, man, so do, you know what, do you know what the grocery store teller would say before uh, they get shot? She, she'd go, uh, can I get a price check? <laughs> and then he'd go. <laughs> and then Hitman would be like, clean up, up on aisle six. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's good. Clean up on aisle six. And then someone else in the store would be like, no, you're at the checkout. That's not an aisle. And then he kills them. And then you just see him pushing the checkout into the aisle so that he's not wrong. <laughs> so listen, if anyone's watching the live stream because of our illustrious guest, we got to get to the guest. Yeah, we got to. We also guest. should probably like. I know we've explained what's going on twice, but I also feel like nobody understands what's going on if they haven't followed us for years. <laughs> oh, who cares? So the visually, it's more confusing than it would be otherwise. I'm Andy's dad. This is so critical to understand. I'm not a 90s British DJ who's the same age or younger as Andy. Avert your eyes from that possible reality. It's not the truth. The truth is I'm Andy's dad. I'm an immortal. <laughs> I will always look 30 years old. I go by the name Roly Bush. We can have kids. Andy's my boy. He's a little bit older, but also younger than me. He was born in the Victorian era. <laughs> he has hooves you can't see, and he's got tattoos all up his crack. And he's got one tattoo coming out of his butthole that's just a speech bubble that says, uh, quiet out there. <laughs> okay. I'm retconning. I'm retconning even you for the visual universe. This is yeah. Highlander 3. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm undoing the, the damage of Highlander 2. Okay. In addition to all that, we've got Everardo, who's our intern, who's currently locked in what looks like a home, but is actually Ryerson University slash Humber College yeah. in Toronto. He this is, is just a Zoom background of my home because I miss it. I, I am locked in, uh, in Ryerson. 
That's all the details you know. But here's what makes this show fun. We've got a wonderful guest. It's Mother's Day coming up in a couple days. We're going to talk about that. Um, but first, we're going to introduce our guest. If you have followed our podcast at all, you know that some years ago, Everardo was hired to do some work on a script by an Italian screenwriter. Everardo's job involved making it more modern, which meant adding cell phones, and making it slightly less sexy, which it was, it's so sexy. Oh, it's, it's so sexy. hard to do that. So it's sexy. an Italian script about a modeling institute where all of them are babes with good figures, except one of them's an elder, older babe who used to have a good figure. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's Wait, horny as All of hell. them have perfect bodies, except one of them is thick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, today is so special because we have the writer of that script, we don't know if he's happy or if he's angry. Please welcome Bernoulli Focaccia. Buongiorno, buongiorno, Bernoulli Focaccia, Focaccia. Oh. Have I reached Everard? I must speak yes. to Everard. It's so, it's so great to finally meet you. I, we've never actually met in person. And uh, yeah, Where are my scripts? My scripts, I, we are all on set. We await the scripts with great... <laughs> You're on set now? You're on set right now during your pandemic? You are costing me millione per ora. Ora is what we Wait. say, I think. <laughs> sure. The time uh, she passes, Everard. I finally the, track you down. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I, it, I wrote these scripts five years ago. I assumed uh, this was never going to be made. And, you know, oh, I said, now I, we will have to remodernize <laughs> yeah. the modernizations. Yeah, you're going to have to change iPhone 5 to iPhone 10 in all those scripts, Ev. Yeah, it's going to take a while. The cellular technology, she will soon be upon us. You must <laughs> weave it into the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You understand okay. this? Did you make it more sexy? Like I ask you. you oh, oh you more, sexy. more sexy. More sexy. Wait, okay, did you make it much more sexy? See, that must have been lost in translation because I thought that you wanted me to... To, uh, my instructions, I thought, were to remove the sexiness oh! from these teenagers. Oh, oh, no! oh no! I, I wasn't sure if you wanted sixteen-year-olds to be. No! Hanging shut out it down! Shut it down! As, oh, I have wow, to take this call. Oh God, Everard! I, I thought Fuck things me. like the script saying, uh, you know, Vivianne lying, uh, showing her breast in bed to her roommate. I, I didn't think you wanted that in. How would you make that think more that work. sexy? That's another question. You want you want that more sexy is what you're saying? You want it the ever The question is why is there no cell phone nestled by her breast, lighting oh, it, illuminating that's it? That's fair. Boomers yeah. need to yeah. see her a cell phone. Yeah. Everardo, Rolly, may I well, say, I could... your bodies, they are perfect to me. You look oh. perfect. Oh, thank oh, you. Wow, that's... Thank Andy, you your body... Yeah, yes. It has like a tattered remnant of a life uh, <laughs> yeah. that I like as well. It shows oh. a squandered promise. Okay, yeah. okay, okay uh, great. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Are you is that are you trying to say that you want to work with uh, these guys or you're just, we, you're just commenting we need on the to cast a few more uh, douchebags to have a meandering sequence in a bar. Oh. That goes okay. nowhere. Are well, either of you familiar with the function of a cellular phone. Yeah, Intimately. I mean, oh, molto bene. I use them all the time. Prego. Ev, you still use a flip phone, don't you? You've got a Motorola Razor. 
Is that a flip uh, phone? Yes, I do use a burner phone. I buy a new burner phone every single day. Uh, yeah, why do you do that, Ev? Uh, because I don't believe in government. And I this think is why. <laughs> this is why you are the perfect one to adapt my work. You have an air of danger, yeah. of mystery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I buy an iPhone 7, and it still costs me about $900 uh, every, every single week, I'd say. Oh, your burner phone is an, a full, relatively new iPhone. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, it's hard to find cheap cell phones. It's all smartphones now, and I'm, I'm not an Android guy. I never have been. No, so you mean to say you simply uh, discard of your phone? Yeah. Is that essentially what you're getting at? Okay. You're throwing so, yeah, just, away. Just in iPhone. case the government's listening. Ev, could, if I could define your politics, you're sounding to me like a sort of extremely corporately loyal libertarian. <laughs> you don't believe in government, but as far as corporation, corporate leadership goes, you have your loyalties yeah. and you stand by them. You're an Apple man. I hate that's, government, that's but I like sleek guy. design. And, yeah. uh, your passport that we noticed has been uh, protested. But we need you on set. Oh, okay. What if we um, need to make something a sexier on the fly? Could I? Could I ask? I just want to. I want to see please, you please. and Ev working together in action. So, why don't you define, describe a scene that you might be filming today if Ev were there, and then we'll see if Ev on the fly can make it sexier. Do a little sexy punch yeah. up. I'll give my my notes. Gladly. Uh, I give you a scene we punch up today with uh, uh, the uh, Chris, uh, one of our actors, um, Hemsworth. He did not like the scene. We punch it up a little. Wow, you got a Hemsworth. Interior is a supermodel. Vagina fully out. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, flashback. Begin the flashback. She's... Uh, uh, fornicating is that the word? Yeah, yeah. yeah lit by the light of an iPhone 14. Oh, it's in the future. <laughs> Beautiful. Is this uh, this is why I need Everardo's support? You understand? It yeah. is details mm. like that that will leave the audience a less than turgid. This well, is the problem. Yeah, what if we change uh, vagina fully out to camel toe showing? This is what? disrespectful. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Like, I say, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step down, I think. No, it's I would still... say, listen, here's the issue. Vagina fully out is graphic, but I wouldn't describe it as sexy. Not in those terms. Vagina fully out. Do you mean this nude is, uh, or otherwise clothed? The translation <laughs> she get away from me, it become a clinical. Precise. Yes. Uh, this yeah. is why I need the colloquial. For example, uh, in your language, what is phrase for um, uh, sex right now? The wetness actually uh, impacting the part uh, where your hip meets, the front of your hip. What is uh, one word for that? What, what, one word? One word for, for the, the slap of the slap, the slap of the lovers. The slap of the lovers. Everardo, do you have a one word I for think, the slap of the lovers? I think that's just one of those uh, Italian turn of phrases that I don't know if we have a, a, an exact translation, but I guess ah. I would say fucking. Fucking? <laughs> this word I know, it does not apply. To this oh, situation. that's not what you're after. So you are after, for, you're, you're after one of those sort of German words that 
is sort of like a paragraph si, si. if you break it down in another language. But in a big, broad, four-quadrant way that will get butts in seats. You know, kids, adults, everyone loves it. Big money. You want uh, kids to be attending this movie. You want children to be in this. I'll say that there, in the chat, someone said smushing. Smush? Smushing. 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 Yeah. I love this. Yeah, okay, smushing. Let's go. It's legally allowable to say on film without you, breaking uh, crimes. Do you guys remember the uh, sketch, the internet sketch duo Smush? It was the two guys from Smosh recreating <laughs> all of their exact same sketches, except at the end, they would hardcore fuck. See, see, time a traveling fat guy, but they spit roast him at the end. I love it at one. Bernoulli, I had a feeling you were going to be able to pull a real Smosh sketch title down. Who is a Smosh? Smush. 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 In the motherland. Smush is like, he's like a Smosh with a drizzle of olive oil. Wait a second. No, I want to break down this real Smosh sketch that you've now said. Time traveling fat man is what it was called. Time traveling fat guy. Oh no! <laughs> Time traveling fat guy is a real a smosh sketch. Also beat to, to a to a fat guy in a little coat. But right. ah, this is where the storytelling come in. I hit you with a twist. Mm. This man, this fat man in tiny coat, desynchronous from the time stream. Here, time travel. Do you right. not have this term? Yeah, we have time travel. I think he's just jumping. You're just jumping around from time to time. Can he control it? See, see. Like, is it like quantum leap? Does he have to? Oh, my friend. Ears? He cannot control it, and he okay. uses it to burn you, to <laughs> drag you, to oh. drag you in front of your friends and neighbors. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Well, a body cool. shaming himself, okay. and by extension, anyone who struggles with weight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Oh my god! Uh, I guess I if you put it that way, fat people and uh, Italians, you yeah. can still make a fun of. Listen, you're it. at least half right. <laughs> well, I can. Yeah, sure. I'm a fat Italian. It's okay. Sure. It's sure. all right. Yeah. I have to ask. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of your writing style. I gotta ask, how did you come up with the idea to do stage directions that last a page and a half? That's something I've never seen in any other script before. Not even Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Sorkin. Yeah. I love your writing, how it's like close up on Via Mercanti. She is walking on Via Mercanti. She see, see. attends the school that is on Via Mercanti. See, see, it's a shit. That's why I hire you and now you blow on my spot up on stream. You oh. son of a bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> so sorry. I, thought that I was, was waiting for this choice. to turn a little bit angry. Yeah, you prune yeah. it. You do not deliver the bouquet. You do not rip flowers whole from uh, the ground. I give you the dirt, the flowers, the seeds. Yeah. It was your okay. job, Everard. And now I have uh, jo Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Waiting. Wait. Wait a second. JTT? Wait a second. Let me boil down what I know about the cast of this Italian porno so far. See, two male leads I have named so far. Chris Hemsworth, currently one of the biggest stars in the world. Oh, no? Really? He is. Yes. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who I don't believe is acting anymore. One of the biggest Oh, really? Not until now. Not for a while. Well, this is a great comeback for him. I honestly was more excited about JTT. Is he big in Italy, maybe? Is that the thing? 
our television about uh, 23 years behind yours. Right. Oh, that oh I, can, oh, I oh. can see. I don't think so, Tim. Huh? <laughs> hey, Prego. Just finished translating that's home the, improvement. That's the catchphrase, huh? I don't that's, think so, Tim. Is Italy a big fan of Al Borlin? Is he the character that really travels over there? Binford is a real company in Italy. Ooh, very oh, shady fuck. business practices, very successful. Al Borland, mechanized face on every street corner. <laughs> Al <Hey>. Borland. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Right. Oh, his mouth, his mouth moves and everything. See, see. Kind of like, yeah, Italy's that's... kind of having a big brother situation with Al from Home Improvement. <laughs> My friend, you fear at the government intrusion so much. Now, I have a question for uh, Home Improvement fans, because I know in the 90s and 80s, lots of sitcoms around that time had really strange crossover episodes where characters from one sitcom will pop into another. Did Home Improvement ever have, like, did Urkel ever show up in Home Improvement, like having a barbecue at Wilson's place and you just hear a very, you hear a barbecue fall over and then did I do that or anything like that? Did Alf yeah. ever show up? I want to you know, know. What universe was Home Improvement in? That's a good question. I, like, did it matter? World? Were those, was that a thought? Oh. The universes? Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know, but I know they all had specific, like friends lived in another, in like, I think somehow through like in the cheers universe like what? there was like mm. yeah yeah haven't you is ever that, heard of this but isn't that just decided after they do a crossover episode and then they're like well i guess they're all part of the same universe yeah like seinfeld and i think seinfeld and friends were in the same universe in some kind of world or i something. feel like yeah. mad about you crossed over with someone the father yeah. from a step by the step he murdered one of the Olsen twins. It's why yeah. there's only one in Full House. Yeah. On oh, okay. pilot. Very I, good. I like that part of the Wikipedia entry where it just keeps hammering in bold font, not canon. Not <laughs> canon to the step-by-step -step universe. But then in Full House, it is canon. Uh, you may not recall there was a, uh, a famed crossover, but more in the style of... Uh, a Bill Cosby or a Scooby-Doo, a, gr a large group of uh, uh, Nova Scotian musicians come on uh, Home Improvement oh. and teach one of the children not to uh, carry a switchblade switch to school. Who is the oldest brother? Not JTT, the other guy. Zachary Ty Bryan. <laughs> Thank you, chat. Zachary Ty Bryan. Zachary Ty Bryan. Okay. Zachary Ty Bryan. I got so lost in that. I'm a so group sorry. of Nova Scotia musicians were on an episode of Home C. Improvement. CC. Wow. Teaching, teaching Zachary Ty Bryan not to use a switchblade at school. It was my uh, belabored attempt to raise the issue of Everardo once more. Where the fuck are my scripts, man? You're costing me dolores. <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up, and I know that must mean a lot to, the, to oh, you, you Italian son of a gun. Mama, I love her. <laughs> see, see. So here's what we wanted to do, as we are starting to do every week, in a manner that some might describe as repetitive and boring. We are going to talk about our favorite Mother's Day films and television specials because there's so many, and with Mother's Day coming up, people might not know what to watch to get in the mood for this favorite of all holidays. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, uh, we'll dive right into that. Now here's an obvious place to start. Mother's Day, the 2016 film by Gary Marshall, starring Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, 
Julia Roberts and Jason Sudeikis. Who here has anyone seen this film? I have to admit, I have not seen the film. I'm sorry, no. I haven't. No. So for I anyone gotta... who saw it, Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, this is the third in Gary Marshall's holiday films and the last film he made before he died. I oh think <laughs> he seems like a great guy. He directed a lot of great films, and then by the end of his career, he also directed this. His epitaph: uh, "It is uh, call me Gary!" Exclamation point. I believe that. Is that real? Yeah, he has a stone hand reaching out from the grave to shake your hand. Is that real, too? He says, no, call me Gary. That's charming as hell. (laughs) On top is him going, ah, like, ah, no, formal. We're not a fancy here. I already bought Andy's grave. (laughs) It's, it's It's in the same cemetery as Nick Cage bought his pyramid shrine <laughs> mm. in new orleans so i bought andy Very a burial cool. plot right next to that yeah okay and he's got a similar thing where it's a stone hand reaching out of the ground except it's shaped like this hand job shape so you can stick your dick in it and andy will have to give you a, a hand job from beyond the grave and then that's nice and then, and then his epitaph reads Put your dick in there and I'll give you a hand job. <laughs> Everardo, I need you a location scout this place before you fly to Italy. I don't want I believe that. we write a new sequence. Yeah, yeah I can get grave. a new Graveyards uh, script by sending oh. over to you tonight. Molto bene. Oh, thanks, guys. That's great. <laughs> I don't want... Jesus Christ. So here... Um, Oh, and it's so fun. People have already started leaving lube at Andy's grave. It's really we used cool. to, Okay, we get it. People... <laughs> you're, uh, people jerk off my hand is it my hand how did you get a, a, a cast of my hand well remember that time that i came into your room and asked you if you could lie still for a while so i could get a cast of your hand yeah i forgot that so here's the plot of mother's day by gary marshall sure. uh, for anyone who doesn't know it and it's a fun wikipedia entry i recommend it i haven't seen it yet myself but uh the one of the lines from the plot i'm not going to read the whole thing as mother's day nears a group of seemingly unconnected people in Atlanta come to terms with their relationships with their mothers. Atlanta was actually the 26th cast member, the 26th character. Oh, I'm glad I had yeah. stopped what I was going to say short so that shit could slip in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This is what I live for. <laughs> this man costs me much money, you understand, my <laughs> Your anger is just so palpable. <laughs> you are describing Crash, but about uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Essentially. There's actually an episode of Donald uh, Glover's show, uh, Atlanta, which is about the making of this film, I believe. It's pa- <laughs> paper boys trying to get in Mother's Day. That's right. Okay. So here's two fun facts that I read that are easily accessible on Wikipedia. Jennifer Aniston is the film's only right-handed lead actor. Isn't that fuck? Isn't there that hundred people in this movie? Yeah, there's, well, I don't know how many qualify as leads, but at the very least, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, and Jason Sudeikis are all left-handed. It's because they're artists, so there's a lot of artists who are left-handed. That's a thing. Doesn't that just piss you off? Picturing Jason Sudeikis using his left hand all the time? (laughs) (laughs) He's saying, oh, oh, it's because I am so creative. The right brain links to the left hand. Shut up, Jason Sudeikis. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Manjanagats. Um... And then here's a, here's fun fact number two. There's a gag reel at the end of the movie. 
<laughs> At least are actual fun. This is a footage of people gagging. Oh, no, that's good. this sounds very sexy. That's no. good. good. No, no, it's a, in America. Well, in America, in movies, see, see. after after comedies. Um, they show uh, mistakes that the actors make when they're talking. Sometimes they'll flub a line and they'll look at the camera, and that's funny. And they are beginner to gag on their shame. No, there's no gagging. There's no gagging. It's yeah, actually, it's, like, yeah. it's not just in comedies anymore. Uh, it was in the 80s, and then in the 90s, films like Schindler's List started to pioneer the gag reel in the credits for dramas. On the Schindler's List gag reel, I love when uh, the little girl comes out and she's not wearing her coat and the director walks out. He's like, can we get her her red coat, please? Yeah. And everyone, and the one Liam, when... Liam Neeson kind of laughs and it's just fun, just kind of levity. And he's like, yes. no, stop, stop. And they're like, kick. Yeah, they always have that. You remember piece. the scene where in the, the gag reel, which I now fully understand <laughs> yeah. for the purposes of this statement. <laughs> yeah, we'll shift to this premise instead. She says, <laughs> he is yelling, hi, Jews. Hi, Jews! And Spielberg has to say, no, it's goodbye, Jews. Yeah, yeah. And they all laugh. Yeah. They all <laughs> laugh so hard laugh. and so long. You see Steven Spielberg yeah. covers his eyes and he go, he's on camera and he's laughing, he's covering his eyes and he says, don't roll on this. <laughs> it's really charming. Um, and what is funny is he has the red coat on. He forgot it's on him. <laughs> he's oh, wearing yeah. it. And yeah. he's and just to hold it between the scenes. He tries to take it off. He splits it. It's way too small. It's for a little girl. <laughs> and then he, he does like oh. Chris Farley impression. That's the oh, weirdest part where he does that <laughs> big man in his little coat. And oh my God. Steven really Spielberg's cool. Schindler's List Chris Farley is why I got into filmmaking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I like the gag reel also. Speaking of Spielberg, I love the Saving Private Ryan gag reel. There's that great scene where at, right at the beginning where they're storming the beach and uh, uh, they, they they get it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they no just get it wrong. Oh, yeah, I hate the that. Where the, yeah, where the Nazis win. There is a 45-minute cut sequence where they accidentally fully produce them losing the war and Hitler winning. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, Steven Spielberg walks out with a little red coat and goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, my Spielberg, bad. Spielberg my looks, bad. At the, looks at the camera and then looks at the script and he says, Oh my God, we were filming the first draft, guys. Copied and paste from an old draft. Don't film like, that. Yeah. We're going to need a take two on that. And uh, it's not going to be a wonder this time. Um, which, uh, Rolly, which hand did you model for uh, Andy's uh, hand job hand? It's a, it's a mold that could look like both hands depending on the angle. It's a trompe l'oeil. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, wow. it's a follow. You around as you walk by? It follows your dick around as you walk by. Is it high level or a <laughs> yeah, crutch level? It follows your crotch level. Yeah, yeah, it follows you around. Like the eye of Sauron, but yeah. it wants to give you a hand yeah. job. No matter where your it's dick actually is got pointing. A, it's actually got an eyeball on the palm like that thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Frodo, yeah. I find you. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe it's not to be so bad. Oh, my God. That's my favorite thing. I love the gag reel of the Lord of the Rings. Is the, the gag reel is the only time they ever had Sauron talk. And it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, the Lord of the Rings gag reel when Sauron's like, can I get some Visine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, now listen. Oh, man. Uh, gag reels aside, we got to talk about some of our other favorite Mother's Day movies because there's so many more. Andy, do you want to tell us uh, a uh, Mother's Day movie that you like? <laughs> um, well, I got a couple. 
But you yeah, read any, whichever you like. We gotta, we've uh, uh, yeah, because I mean, I'm a big fan of Mother Claus. I like oh, that one. I love Mother Claus. Mother Claus is is really good. Uh, that's uh, uh, Tim Allen plays uh, Manny, a retired police officer who hates uh, mothers ever since a mother killed his partner. And yeah. the night before Mother's Day, he's celebrating his pre-Mother's Day tradition of driving drunk when he hits Mother Claus. And uh, while, he, while she's busy delivering Mother's Day gifts, then mm. Manny successfully covers up the crime with the help of his police friends. But soon his body begins to change. Yeah. No matter how much he works out or shaves, he looks more and more like a mother. Yeah. So finally Manny uh, accepts his fate and becomes Mother Claus, triumphantly delivering T-shirts that say it's wine o'clock to every mother in the world on his sleigh, which is pulled by seven whipped dads yeah whipped dads yeah are there any famous lines in this film andy that you'd like to share let me see there's uh just check scroll through this imdb here definitely imdb uh here's one that i think is good oh wow now that's what i call a milf delivered by tim allen not realizing he's looking into the mirror yeah yeah that's when he first sees himself as a mom yeah i love that part yeah yeah yeah. i love it a scene uh i love it a scene where he go to the clinic and uh, get scheduled for a uh, mastectomy hysterectomy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they give him the punch card with the 10, and they say, trust us, you're going to need it. <laughs> and later you find out they're the mother fairies, the mother elflings, which help the mother claws. Now, obviously that film is problematic, um, but it's got qualities we still like, and the same could be said for my favorite televised Mother's Day special, which is, of course, a very Garfield Mother's Day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. We've all seen this one, but just to summarize it from the wiki, uh, Mother's Day is approaching and John misses his mom. So in a rare display of kindness, Garfield dresses up as an old woman to become John's new mom. Unfortunately, John falls in love with the new woman and wants to have sex with her, so he does. And Garfield has to admit, he kind of likes it. Can Garfield tell John the truth or will he sell? Settle into his new life as John's mistress, featuring the song, Oh No, I Tried to Be John's Mom, But He Fell in Love With Me, and Now We're Doing It, and I Like That, sung by Garfield. <laughs> also featuring, Whatever Happened to Garfield by Odie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garfield having a perfect body. Garfield's got a good body. He's got curves. That's what I like about that. Uh, That's the first use of the term chonky. He's a thick boy. A thick yeah. boy. Oh, um, now, Andy, read us your last. I, no, I know this no next one is there's your no final no favorite. More. I don't have any more. True favorite. There's no more. Andy's going to read us all about the TNG Mother's Day special that we know he loves. In, in Wharf culture, Mother's Day is called... No, wait, what's it called? Okay. Star <laughs> Give us the title, Andy, for uh, context, please. Fucking Star Trek The Next Generation presents I can't, Klim Romp's Day. Klimrom's Day. Klimrom's yeah. Day. Okay, Klimrom's <laughs> Day. That's my favorite, obviously, because yeah. I know how to pronounce that fucking word. Uh, in war, in wharf culture, Mother's Day is called Klimrom's Day, and it's a sacred day where all Klingons round up their moms and scream at them in impotent fury. Yeah. Fortunately, the Enterprise is knocked off course. That's knocked off course on its way to Worf's home planet. Fucking, it's not. Yeah. It's not Gorp. Gorp-schnapp. Gorp-schnapp? Gorp-schnapp. It's not Kronos? It's fucking Gorp-schnapp? It's Gorp-schnapp. Okay. Gorp mm-hmm. All right. And they, and they risk uh, missing 
Clem romps day altogether. This makes Worf so mad he punches a wall and then kills himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The crew knows they can revive him with Data's tears. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, Data has been reprogrammed as horny Data as a prank. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Riker's and, prank. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't want to leave the simulator room where it's porn all the time now. Yeah. Uh, Fortunately, quick-thinking Picard and the crew are able to reprogram the porn simulator so that it's all images of Data's mother, Mrs. Data, who shames Data for thinking unclean thoughts. Yeah. After Data breaks down crying, the crew gathers his tears and saves Worf before successfully landing on his planet, just in time for the ritual yelling at the mom. Yeah. As, the, as the crew enjoys the first Klimromp's day, Data is left on the ship, slowly internalizing the shame and anger and horniness into a single-minded mania that will lead him to dress up as his mom and kill people in the Star Trek homage to Psycho, entitled Dirty Data. Yeah. Episode? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. That's a really I good episode. episode. It's a little worthy. And it's, it's so me wordy. fucking saying that. Now, okay, Mr. Focaccio, I hope you're ready for Everardo's trivia. Oh. <laughs> okay. So this is just uh, Mother's Day trivia. Just three simple uh, true or false questions, kind of based on Mother's Day. Uh, so, question one. A survey done by AT&T estimates that 68% of the population calls their mom on Mother's Day. Of this 68%, 3% choose to A, call collect, uh, B, prank call, or C, wrong number. Choose the wrong number. What the fuck? How, how would you? How would they know it's the wrong number if they? It would be call collect. Obviously, I'm sorry, but like, why would? How would they be able to know that three percent called the wrong number for their mom? Well, but they, uh, the number of the number of phones uh, listed in the question makes me think this is a very a highly technologically advanced. Uh, it, does it take place in the future? This survey was done uh, last year, actually, in the past. I'm going to say it's absolutely collect. That's all. It's it is as well. I agree. It's gonna I'm gonna play devil's ad. I'm gonna go uh, prank call because I know that that's what I do with my mom on Mother's Day. So I assume there's more people like me. What do we know about your mom, Rolly? Yeah, what? Established much about your mom? She's as old as time herself, and let's just say there's nothing she likes less than getting a call on Mother's Day where I accuse her of kicking my dog. I say, you kick my dog, you <laughs> kick my dog, and now you're going to die. Sometimes I use an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Well, uh, Andy and Mr. Focaccia, you are right. 3% of people do call collect their mothers. Uh, question two. In Yugoslavia, they celebrate Mother's Day by A, a big family party, B, Children tie up their mom, releasing her only when she has paid them to do so with enough sweets and goodies. Or C, cook mom's eggs to represent fertility. Cook mom eggs or cook mom's eggs? They, they cook mom eggs. They cook right. eggs for the mom. Yeah, they don't Sorry. cook the mom's eggs. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, Fucking, they, they remove the ovum from the woman and cook <laughs> yeah. them. They I mean, cook them up and they make her eat a tiny little like fucking a caviar. meal. It's a tiny little meal. <laughs> I mean, it's a tiny the, little uh, piece of toast and some tiny bacon. The All website right. I got this information from didn't specify, so that could be. Uh, if that I mean, I'm answer. gonna I'm gonna say uh, the the meal, not her eggs. I'm gonna say egg. I don't think. Oh, well, you know, I'm kind of torn. The tie up thing is pretty good too, but I'll say the eggs. 
That's None it. of the above. They hold hands and walk into the sea. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that's, a, that's a good that's one. Beautiful. They Where end this that? madness. They end the disgrace that is human behavior. Where's this happening again, Al? Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, a country that I, as far as I know, does not exist anymore. Yeah, this is an old question. <laughs> you know what? I'm, if it's, I forgot it. Okay, I'm going to say the tie-up thing. I changed my answer. Tie-up. Tie-up. <sighs> Listen, this is tough. Rolly taking the question very seriously. No. Rolly very invested in the And question. you know what? You talking about cooking mom's eggs, as I heard it, reminded me that there was one Mother's Day special that we didn't talk about that's actually my favorite. Speaking of moms with eggs... It's the Aliens franchise Mother's Day special, Ripley's Big Day. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love this. Fresh from Aliens 4 when Ripley's reincarnated and she's an alien a bit. She visits <laughs> an alien infested planet where the queen is lonely because none of her eggs have hatched yet and it's Mother's Day. And then finally, just before midnight, all the queen's eggs hatch and it's a Mother's Day miracle. And they all sing an original song written by Randy Newman called Ain't Nothing Like a Mom. And as my favorite fun fact, Sigourney Weaver declined to be in this film. So the character of Ripley is played by Ed, uh, by Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, right. So my, which one is it? My oh, answer, no. Ev, is all of the above. All right. Well, what is it, Andy? walk into the sea. <laughs> Andy, you're right. Uh, in yes, Yugoslavia, I, I guess they yep. celebrate Mother's Day by yep. tying up their moms. Yeah. Is that yep. right? Yep. For real, I guess. I wonder if that tradition lived on in the past 20 years since this question made sense. <laughs> yeah. Just because they became, they, they, the, the Soviet Union collapsed doesn't mean their culture yeah. changed to me. Like, you know, I think. Just because they're Croatia now or whatever. They're like, you know what? We're still going to tie up our moms. <laughs> or Serbian. I feel like there might be some difference in customs there. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be talking <laughs> so much about the... Or Slovenian. Hey, a guy like me who's so stupid and doesn't know anything about history or geography. I think we can talk about this. <laughs> All right. Last one. Which What is it? Okay, last question. On average, how many diapers will a mother change by the child's second birthday? Is it 5,300? Uh, 7,300, or is the question flawed because uh, it's not only a mother's job, it could also be a father's job. <laughs> the diaper changer was actually, could, uh, was actually a man. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah, favorite It's actually riddle. a riddle. Yeah. The, the diaper changer said, I can't change this diaper. That's my it's, a, it's a 7,500 and you, my bro, are a simp. <laughs> oh, you're You've a outed simp. yourself as a cock. Uh, your services are no longer needed. You're off-model citizens. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, JTT, we'll rewrite, JTT. We'll rewrite. You and oh. me, we'll, we'll work it out. Not only are you correct, Mr. Focaccia, that is the right answer. <laughs> but I what was, was the answer hoping, again? 7,500. Uh, 7,500. Uh, Andy, we had to change over 10 million diapers. 10 million. <laughs> because yeah. of all the many buttholes, yes? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Focaccia, it has been such a treat having you here. Thank you so much. Prego, it's my pleasure. I know uh, that- My entire multi-million dollar career fall apart, but still, have me back anytime. You're great guys. <laughs> we <laughs> sure nice. we will. And we'll be sure to read more of your script going forward, and hopefully we can get that all punched up in time. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Focaccia, I know that you're a big fan of podcasts yourself. Is there any you'd like to- <laughs> Promote. Is there any others you like to promote? Have you heard of uh, the stuff that you should know? Sure. They uh, 
talk about uh, things you should know. And a thing you should know is a podcast network called The Small Beans. Okay. This is uh, how I arrive at what I mean. And it explained the across the pages. As sure. You, you arrive at the podcast you want to talk about via a separate podcast. It is not the destination. It is the journey, the middle destination, and the way you pivot, take a side trip, and arrive somewhere else. That's my favorite Beastie Boys lyric. <laughs> Find them at patreon.com. Small beans. Small beans. Small beans. Thank you, Mr. Focaccia. Thank you, Andy and Everardo and our producer, Stefan. Bye, everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Hey, Griffin here. And we want to tell you about our show. It's called Kill to Death. And every week we solve a made up murder. It's all improv with a ton of great comedy guests like Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Sarah Hennessy, Becky Johnson, Chris Locke, a polite no from one of the members of legendary Canadian comedy group Kids in the Hall. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us talking through the ceiling, Nicole Passmore, and many more. Check it out on the Sonar Network where you can find this show or search Kill to Death wherever you get your podcasts. Kill to Death. It's usually less than an hour. hour.